guys. This is Total Mind Jargon. I am your host, Marcus here. I'm Tyler. And I am Jesse. And we are back. Um, last week, we had a good show. I was not here. You missed out. How, how do you know the show went well? Because I heard it. We are oh. now on what? YouTube. On YouTube. And yeah. iTunes. iTunes, my man. I got to give special thanks to Tyler. Yeah. Mm. He, he's the real MVP this week. He, he's been doing it. So Yeah. yeah. So if been, you have a problem with the editing or anything, I'm the one to complain to. So. Yeah, yeah. Email, yep. email a strongly worded letter to our email directed at Tyler. <laughs> yes, but you can email us now too. So if you have suggestions for the show, I think it could be better. Feedback, uh, anything you can email us at total yes, totalmindjargon at gmail dot com. How else can our listeners contact us? Well, Jesse, we also have uh, social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you can add comments on there. They're all the same username, Total Mind Jargon. And on uh, iTunes, please give us reviews and, uh, uh, you know, five stars. Rate us five stars. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, share, subscribe. All uh, of it. Yeah. We deserve five <clears throat> stars. Well. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So far, so good. For three guys doing it um, in their spare time. Yeah, we're doing a pretty good job. When you rate us and rate our show, just account for, you know, our low budget, mm-hmm. you know, just us being three normal guys. Yeah. You know, like, and we're not us, a superstar. You know, be, be honest. Be truthful. Right. You know, give us good... You know, critique and um, yeah, run it all. What we got today? Uh, so we got three topics here. We're going to work on uh, the first one's going to be uh, Jeremy Lin and Kenyon Martin, mm. uh, current basketball player, former basketball player. Got into some stuff. We'll discuss. Uh, then we're going to follow that up with freedom of speech on campuses. Uh, what the status is? Jesse, I know, has got a lot to say about that. Yes, yeah. yes. And then we our final topic, scheduled topic, will be Cam Newton, and he's been in the news on two different occasions this past week, and we're going to touch on that good good and bad yes good and bad Mm. so kicking it off with jeremy lynn so uh, i'll just kind of uh you know review what happened this week and what we're talking about so jeremy lynn is an asian basketball player he plays for the new jersey oh no the brooklyn nets now they're the brooklyn nets right and he has currently got locks right that's what we're supposed to uh which you've seen them most of the time they're on a, a black athlete or person's head He's an Asian guy, which caused Kenyon Martin, a former Nets player, to go on to Instagram and say a couple of comments. Mm-hmm. Uh, he first said, I have so many questions, responding to a picture of Jeremy Lin's haircut, uh, and then said, I'm confused, puzzled, and shocked, disappointed in his teammates and the Nets as an organization for allowing this foolishness, mm-hmm. allegedly uh, referring to Lin's haircut. Uh, and then Jeremy Lin got on there and responded with the following. Hey, man, it's all good. You don't have to like my hair and definitely entitled to your opinion. Actually, I legit grateful. I guess I'm legit grateful you sharing it, to be honest. At the end of the day, I appreciate that I have dreads and you have Chinese tattoos because I think it's a sign of respect. Ooh, burn. (laughs) And I think as minorities, the more we appreciate each other's cultures, the more we influence mainstream society. Thanks for everything you did for the Nets and Hoops. Had your poster up on my wall growing up. Mm. Killed them with nice kindness. Yeah. (laughs) So... I guess we should kind of break it down. So first of all, just talking about Lynn's haircut in and of itself, is it okay? Is his haircut okay? Is it not okay? Yeah, I mean that's a big topic. Um, cultural appropriation. You know, um, me personally, I would like to judge the person who they are, their character before anything. You know, and that's how you can really tell whether that person is doing it for the right reasons. You know, mm-hmm. they have locks um, because they are familiar with the culture you know they are 
responsible with having that that hairdo rather than just having it because internally they think or want to be black. I think that's the wrong way to do it. You know, if you're going to have locks and you're not black or a person of color, well, he is a person of color, actually. Right, know. right. Um, you should know, you know, the, the culture. You should know the struggle. You should be uh, aware, you know, not, uh, you know, Malibu's most wanted, you know, just, you know, acting like you black and, you know, claiming, doing something that you're not, doing something that you're not. And then that's where it comes, becomes a problem. You know, because then you're a, a white person who is playing off both of the... Um, or an Asian person? Well, I don't understand why... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Kane Martin had an issue in the beginning because mostly the issue is with a white person doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're playing both sides of the fence. You know, they're going to use their privilege as being a white person, but also wear locks and sort of kind of claim that sort of right. coolness and flavor or whatnot. And that's what it's like, ah, especially if they don't really, like, understand locks, they don't understand the culture or whatnot, and then it, it becomes really just messy, sticky. So in the, in the case of Jeremy Lin, you know, I'm cool with it. He's a good person. If you ever get to see uh, Lin Sanity Netflix documentary on him, he talks about him as a person, you know, and I, I, I support him, and he's he's a pretty good basketball player, you know. Yeah, he was really good for about a month or two with the yeah. Knicks a couple of years ago, <laughs> but still a solid contributor, probably a bench piece on a good team, you yeah. know. But the Nets aren't a very good team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So but, that's just my take on that. I mean, go Jeremy Lynch. Jesse, what's what's your take on it? Uh, I mean, it's a it. This is a you know, a difficult example. So, I mean, I think there are some, like, clear-cut examples where cultural appropriation is happening Mm -hmm. and where it is problematic and it has, like, devastating consequences. Um, Well, I mean, I think that, like, if you look at, for example, like, um, if you look at, like, the hip-hop industry and Mm -hmm. who owns, like, hip-hop companies and um, produces and makes a lot of hip-hop music... Um, you see that a lot of like these owners and businesses are white right. or white owned and stuff like that becomes really problematic when like, you know, you have the, the people who created and originated hip hop, you know, then mm-hmm. don't reap any of the benefits from its production yeah, and yeah. it's, um, stuff like that. So, you know, and then there, there are other examples of like clear cut, problematic you know they're superstars or whatever like for example uh kylie jenner with her makeup and all the whole basically the whole kardashians you know basically um making money off of the idea of black women having big butts and right you know the beauty and whatnot and going to the bank with it you know mm-hmm. and they're not necessarily black people you know Mm -hmm. so and and then there was like the example that um happened i guess a few years ago where like there was this whole controversy around miley cyrus twerking oh yeah exactly and then it's like you know then it becomes especially problematic because it's like well we have like you know black women black girls or whatever you know throughout the country who would be hated on or Mm -hmm. disparaged or whatever um degraded yeah um because they were twerking or whatever you know they would be called hoes or prostitutes or whatever etc and then when you know someone white like miley cyrus does does it then it's funny or it's cute or and it's perfectly acceptable yeah and people aren't like 
like parents aren't like banning their kids from watching Miley Cyrus or like, you know, and um, I mean, white, you know, white parents when um, we're really talking about it. So, um, you know, it's stuff like that. And um, so, you know, obviously there are a bunch of like clear cut issues or examples of cultural appropriation Mm -hmm. where I'm like, okay, this crosses the line, that crosses the line. And obviously it's more obvious when it crosses a line when it's a white person culturally appropriating something mm-hmm. else um, because of the because context. they're more likely to actually get like monetary gain from it, you know? Well, sometimes it's that, but it's also just like, I, I mean, in my view, the white supremacist context that we live in, you know, it's, it's different when you have the, you know, quote unquote superior race and it's people culturally appropriating you know stuff that mm. is um has historically been degraded or um, right they flip it and then right, they exactly, it's right. good when we do it but when you do it exactly it's not, right you know. exactly yeah right. but i mean that's why it was really weird that king and martin was had an issue with it because you know jeremy Lin is a good basketball player um i don't know him personally but i mean from what he stands for to, you know the movie and how he plays he's a good guy um and i don't really see any malice in him wearing locks you know well yeah so that i mean that that's why i think this situation is more like in the gray area because like ideally you know and obviously because we live in this you know white supremacist world like it's a problem and it kind of messes a lot of things up but ideally you know not every um culture like stays within their strict confines and their strict limits of their own culture like It's good if, like, theoretically people are, like, you know, looking at other cultures, looking at other ways of life or ways of living and kind of incorporating some of those models into their own life when they find it appropriate or whatever. The problem is when we live in this white supremacist context and then simple things aren't simple anymore. And this is cultural appropriation is a manifestation of white supremacy and that's why we're having this conversation Mm -hmm. is because of white supremacy you know and it a guy jeremy lynn wearing locks probably would not or having locks probably would not be a problem at all if we didn't live in this white supremacist context right and that's why i think it's a good thing it's a good thing why he is wearing the locks because it's like you said, if we are able to uh, integrate each other's culture and then it'll become less and less an issue without the having our hearts and our minds sort of like, I'm going to take over it and make it who I am. You mm-hmm. know, it's just sort of like, um, you know, learn like what we read about different cultures. It's not necessarily to be like, I want to be that, you know, just to understand the perspective and um, understand more than what you're used to, you know, and that, that right. just only brings us closer, I think. But so, okay, so you're saying we live in a white supremacist context or whatever, but white supremacy in this exact instance doesn't really factor in because Jeremy Lin's not white. Right. So why is Kenyon Mart even upset then? Because Jeremy Lin's not a white supremacist. So what you're kind of saying is I'm not totally understanding how that factors in to Martin's even getting upset well, about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I got a little further away from <laughs> from the exact example of, of Martin and, and Lynn, but I think that things like this become more problematic. So you're, so, are you so, saying but, that people are, people are conditioned to be upset about well, it because... I, I'm not, no, I'm not saying that. Um, 
I mean, maybe people are a little more defensive about it, but I'm not even accusing Martin of being more defensive about it or saying that he shouldn't actually feel this type of way because it's, I mean, it's a natural reaction. Like I get how somebody else kind of does something like, I don't know, like, I look at someone, you know, twice when I see a white person or anybody. Right, of course. Like, whoa, whoa, yeah, right. That? That? That's our thing. <laughs> exactly, you know I mean? right, exactly. But I look at that person, I try to talk to them and see where they're coming from. And once right. I see who they are as a person, I'm like, okay, cool, you know, fine. Because they can do whatever they want to do. But right. I just don't want them to, uh, ideally wouldn't want them to take something that that is for black culture and then change it and turn it into something, um, you know, popular or cool right. when black people have been wearing locks and you're wearing their head natural and doing a lot of things and mm-hmm. look upon at it bad and nappy mm-hmm. and of dirty course. and all this type of stuff. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't take the credit, you know? <laughs> right. So that's really where it comes from, you know? Mm-hmm. But Jeremy Lin is a good person. So I'm like, all right, I don't have any reason for him to suspect him to be trying to play a role that he's not. You right. know, he just simply has locks and he actually looks pretty good in them. Yeah, that, that's sort of my take on it is it depends on the context and the person that is actually doing it and even the extent to which they're doing it. Because it was, uh, what's her name, uh, Rachel Dolezal a couple oh years ago. God. Don't get me started, <laughs> man. That's Don't where get me started. it's like way over the line. A person is it has basically a black person's role in society. She was the head of an NAACP chapter. Right, right, right. And she's not even black. That's, right. I mean, Jeremy Lin, I think, was like, this hairstyle is cool mm-hmm. and I'm going to rock the hairstyle. And he, I mean, he's a professional basketball player. That league is ninety percent black, at least. Right. So pretty sure he, he's influenced. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not taking it. I didn't view it as a negative. Yeah. He didn't think of it as a. I, I don't know. I, I thought he thought it as like a cool thing. Like, wow, that's really cool. That type of hairstyle. Mm-hmm. I'd like to emulate that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm all right with it personally. Um, but. It's kind of an interesting thing now, though, because we're that time of year where people are dressing up in costumes. You see a lot of the Native Native Americans is like a popular costume around. And we've even got with the playoffs going on in baseball, the Cleveland Indians people. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, they put the paint on their face and stuff. Yeah. Um, that's where it's, I think, crossing the line to a certain extent. But just a hairstyle that you're envying that more than you're degrading it, I think is OK. You're right. And yeah. Then, yeah. Anything else to add on that, Justin? Nah, man, I think we're good. How you feel, man? I, I mean, I feel good, awesome. but um, I mean, as far as um, this goes, I mean, I don't really have anything to further to add. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have anything. M- Martin did follow up in another video. Um, we won't play it, but basically, according to the Washington Post, is recapped as such. Uh, he said Jeremy Lin is free to have the hairstyle of his choosing. Martin doesn't like Jeremy Lin's hairstyle. <laughs> he was joking when he originally said what Psych. we read to you earlier, but then he still really doesn't like him wearing locks. Right, right. So it's kind of like a fake apology. He's mad, <laughs> but I don't know. He he has he can be mad. That's his opinion. Yeah. Um, I get, I think we're kind of sweeping here that we get it, but in this instance, it's not. We no. should not the hill to die on. Yeah, yeah. I, I I mean I don't fault him for. Yeah, I don't fault that him. Way. For, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I'm mad, more mad at Rachel Dozel than Jeremy Lin. Well, yeah, that's that's well, a whole yeah, other level, yeah, and I think yeah. everybody would agree on that. But I'm saying that's the type of cultural appropriation that is like too far. Yeah, right, right. Y- you can't be doing that. Right. All right, so we're gonna move on to. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll have another cultural appropriation story come up yeah, at yeah. some point. It'll like, happen. They, they yeah. come up periodically throughout the year. Yeah. So definitely. Okay. 
Um, staying in the race, or no, we're not going to the race stuff. That's later. Sorry, <laughs> we're talking about freedom of speech now. Oh man, on campuses, um, just sort of the status of it. Uh, you, University of California at Berkeley, recently had a freedom of speech week um, because Cal Berkeley has had some issues with um, conservative speakers coming to campus, um, them being boycotted, um, them experiencing some difficulties getting the proper security and enough tickets and mm-hmm. all that stuff uh, printed. Um, they, I think this this ended on September 24th. They had people like Milo Yiannopoulos there. Um, I believe uh, I believe Ben Shapiro might have made an appearance. I can't. I don't know all the names, but Bannon, uh, Steve Bannon, I think was there. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. All sorts of people. Um, that I know Jesse's got a lot of opinions on this. So I'm going to try and shoot it over to him. What do you think of this type of an, an event, and what do you think of the status of free speech on campuses in general right now in America? The status of free speech in do you, general. Do you think free speech is under attack on campuses? As people on that side of the debate would sort of make it feel that they, not all free speech, but free speech that maybe doesn't agree with the politics of the area mm-hmm. is under attack. Well, I, I mean, I don't... I I, th- I think you might be asking me the wrong question here, but I mean, I don't... Um, th- okay, how, how <laughs> well, am I asking yeah, yeah. the wrong well, question? Explain. I, I, well, I, I guess I, I would just take a different angle or a different perspective. I'm not sure... I don't know how to answer if free speech is under attack. I think that, I think, I, I mean, I guess I am critical of the notion of free speech. Okay. What I am, that I'm not, well, so like I am not necessarily, like I go back and forth and I'm conflicted on whether free speech is really a good thing. I mean, we take it for granted growing up in the United States, like everyone just kind of says, oh, free speech, free speech, but... right. Especially recently, I've been a little more critical of the idea. Now, I mean, there are definitely pros and cons. Like critical in the to, sense where you do not believe we should have it, or it should be. Yeah. Limited. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, and I'm still kind of okay. thinking out my thoughts on it. But so, th- the reason that I would not be in favor of. Do you want to start getting into this now, yeah, man, or do it, man. okay? So, yeah. so the reason that I would not be in favor of limiting any kind of speech is because I would not necessarily trust the government to be an arbiter of or a decision maker about what is and what is not acceptable speech. Okay. Mm, okay. So, however, um, and, and that's the biggest reason as to why I'm not in favor of limiting free speech. That would be the, the biggest negative to it. All right. Um, however, um, I think that we have to, at a certain level, accept that ideas come from somewhere, right? So ideas are not just our individualistic, um, independent thinking minds. All of our ideas have origins and they have traces. And, um, you know, you can kind of identify and trace where particular ideas come from right Right, right. um in germany right they outlaw um holocaust denials you're not allowed to say the holocaust didn't happen or you know they have certain other restrictions about that that. that more like the people or that's like the law in germany that's the law okay you will get arrested if you like deny the holocaust publicly Mm -hmm. and the reason is because you know they recognize and they understand the danger 
of certain ideas. Yeah. Now, again, in this, in the case of Germany, I think they actually did a pretty good job drawing a decent line. Like, if that's where it stays and that's where they outlaw, then I don't really have a problem with. I actually, I don't have any problem with Germany outlawing that. So, like, now, in relation to the college campus, like, how do you? Why, yeah, how do you? you know, support or don't support limiting free speech. Well, so the thing about college is, so let's say I was attending a college and they had someone like Steve Bannon come to speak at the college, right? right? The biggest thing that I'd be concerned about and the biggest reason I would protest is because when these people come to speak, they make money off their speeches. So I'm also protesting the resources and the funding going to these white supremacist neo-Nazis to help increase the, like their ideology. to provide them a bigger microphone and a bigger platform. Yeah, I feel you on and that. if they're going to get a bunch of money now, if they want to come and speak and have no money or not get paid for it, mm-hmm. that I'm a little more receptive to. Um, but I'm definitely protesting somebody coming to speak at a college if there is resources and there is funding going to bring that person to the college. Right, I and I I am not allowing my student money or whatever, or I'm going to try to prevent all resources from going to someone like this to speak. You know, I view... I, I mean, I really view this as a war. I view it as an ideological war mm-hmm. and, you know... You know, I didn't originate that idea. Like, you know, right. It is a war. It's an ideological war. um, And sometimes it's not ideological. Sometimes it is actually a war. Right. But no, I I think that we have to do whatever we can to shut down these people from speaking and to not allow their message to get out. Now, the the other thing about free speech is that, you know... I don't know if banning speech is the most efficient way of eradicating an idea or the best way of eradicating idea. So would, you know, does um, banning Holocaust deniers from speaking actually influence how people think in their ideology? I don't know. That would need more investigation. But I do not really have a problem with the thinking and the mentality because you know, if we just accept all and any free speech, mm-hmm. we're really allowing danger to emerge yeah, and to, and to line, get powerful. Sure. They're definitely aligned, you know, from, from free speech. Um, but I don't think it should be like government implemented, you know. And in America, well, how the, is, how the else does line is social construct. The people sort of demonize those who say things that are out of line, you know. Yeah. Um, but and that, but, but that's, you're using society to sort of like create that that um, that law that rule. You but know? but how effective is that working? Because we just had Trump get elected as president. Steve Bannon was his chief of staff. So how yeah. how effective is just public pressure in shaping the discourse? Like right, right. That's just because I think most people are still. They still have that old time thinking, you know. Um, that's why Donald Trump is has become president. So that's why um, we don't have people rejecting um, him and his his thoughts or whatnot. I mean, go back to the question that we originally were trying to talk about. Actually, so what's the question? That 
the question is um, limiting free speech on colleges. Right. Well, yeah, and that, that's what I, my opinion on it is. Um, it's a pen, I think we go a little bit crazy with who we get upset about, who is speaking. Um, Berkeley's had trouble with, with Ben Shapiro appearing. Ben Shapiro is very conservative, but Ben Shapiro, I've never heard of any of his... I've never heard anything that insane as mm. far as he's not anti-gay or anti... Um, uh, he is Jewish. Yeah, right. He's not anti-Semitic. He's not... <laughs> you know. I've never heard a racist thing. The most, like... I guess divisive thing I've heard him say, not maybe that's not the right word, but um, socially unacceptable. I don't know. He's not totally into the, the transgender right, stuff I, going yeah, on. True, um, true. But that's something that I think a lot of people are confused about right now. So I don't think he's that out of the norm on that, but he's the type of person that you can't be protesting people like him. Now, Steve Bannon, Milo Yiannopoulos, they are a different beast of anti-Semitism. They've got certain Nazi sympathies, um, those are people they that like are Nazis, right? Yeah. Um, Milo Yiannopoulos is a whole different animal that, you know, it's tough to discuss all that stuff that the guy is into, but those are the types of people that I think it's probably more acceptable to have the protests and not want them to come to your school and use what are your funds for your tuition and, and so forth right. to be put towards them. But a guy like Ben Shapiro, he's just a conservative guy that just disagrees with you. That's where I think people get the whiny, lefty, liberal idea from, is when we complain about every single person that disagrees with us. Right. We can't have that. You need to have political discourse because, accept it or not, there are people that think the same way that Ben Shapiro does. And Ben Shapiro, whatever you want to say, he presents his ideas in a very logical uh, way that yeah. makes it easy to understand. And he can sway you sometimes. I yeah, know there's for some, sure. There's some things that I agree with him on. There's a lot I don't. I know Marcus said he agrees I'm with him on, on, I'm a big on a fan of I'm a big fan of Ben stuff. Shapiro. He's a very intelligent guy. That's where we kind of need to draw that line. But right. I do understand what you're saying as far as the far right crazy people. Right. And even far left crazy people that want to take us into, you know, down the path Venezuela's on right now. Mm -hmm. So, and I know you are kind of a crazy <laughs> left person, <laughs> yeah. but we need that, that moderation, that seesawing back and forth to keep us balanced yeah, or exactly. else we're in, some, balance. Yeah, we're in some trouble. And that's, that's a problem in America. We can get into another time, but we could use a little more balance right now and just accepting and listening to other people on the other side of the aisle on some things. So, so would you entertain the idea at all of like the government banning certain kinds of speech um, Man, you do not well, know what you're barking up, bro. Now the government. I, I mean, I, I'm just. I mean, it's it's a. That's also a dangerous, slippery, really slippery is, slope. I, and I'm not. I'm not immune or naive to to the danger in that as well. well right? and, but, and the government does. Does I mean, you do have some limitations. Right. Yeah. You can't incite, Fire in a yeah, you can't theater. incite yeah. violence or or danger. So there are some limitations to it. Um, now in Germany, with the you can't say the Holocaust didn't happen. Now Germany's very very touchy on the Nazi history. They don't show any nationalism, patriotism at all, really, over there. So that's a totally different thing. Um, I mean, over here, uh, would you would you want to have something like, it's not even the same level, but like internment camps? Could you have somebody that says, oh, internment camps were never a thing. Would, should that be illegal? So what camps? Internment camps during World War uh, oh, II okay. when well, Asian American well, right, people well, were detained by the well, government. That, I mean, that's what I'm saying is, like, I don't know how I feel about it yeah. exactly, but... I, I'm definitely receptive to anyone who I, I would entertain arguments on both sides right, of why right. and why not we I, should. I think that the reason what, what makes America great, not to say, not, you know, again, would you say yeah, it, right, no. it great again? Yeah. <laughs> what makes us, you know, a good country and that um, 
we have freedom of speech, you know, and I feel like the construct of America, we sort of sort of uh, put pressure on people who go out of line with, you know, saying, you know, maybe saying demeaning things about black people or demeaning, demeaning things about, you know, gays or lesbians, you know. So the freedom of speech, um, our, I guess, our social conscience is what is the buffer, the, the barrier that keeps a lot of things aligned. And the further we get away from that is that's when we have a lot of issues, you know. Now, something I think would be an interesting part of this is not even just speakers, but just the the, the media in general um, and how ideas are presented in the press. Because right now, we've got very some very partisan media that are major media outlets. Fox News is very right. Uh, MSNBC, very left. Um, and now it seems like you're getting these websites that are on the fringes. I think you're seeing more and more of these right-sided websites gain... And they're picking up these stories like this more and more often. Mm-hmm. Um, there used to be the fairness doctrine, which told, uh, which uh, if I'm reading here correctly, it was introduced in 1949. It required that holders of broadcast licenses had to present controversial, issue, controversial issues um, in honest, equitable, balanced ways. Um, Ronald Reagan got rid of that in the 80s. So ever since then, we've kind of had this growing thing where there's more and more partisan ideas and what is happening is the facts are getting blurred so now what you're saying is like in germany it is an accepted fact by everybody not everybody obviously but most of that population that the holocaust happened because it did happen Mm -hmm. but here in america because we don't have as many um i don't know limitations or whatever is now people can say well i saw this thing on on fox news or this stupid website that said that obama wasn't born in america so i i want that to be true so I think it is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that is a problem and it proliferates. So I think if we could get something like that where media has to be more honest and held accountable, um, I think that's a certain freedom of speech issue that I would be in favor of. But as far as individual citizens... Um, they kind of do, though, like like liable laws and things like that, that in, in the media that you have to... You know, be yeah. truthful and honest. The, or whatnot. Those are and, very narrow. And when you're a public figure, you're kind of almost allowed to be said anything about you because unless they can prove without a doubt they know they were wrong, yeah, then they're not really in any trouble either. Right. So it's, I don't it's know. tough. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it a is. real bad. I mean, it is. It's a tough issue that is at the center of things right now, and I don't know if it's going to get any better anytime soon. Yeah. Um, it's certainly not something that's going to get legislated during this administration it's not at the top of the list because right now that kind of tips in their favor a little bit yeah definitely Um, but yeah i don't think on individual people you can really implement a restriction on freedom of speech um unless it incites violence um that brings up the whole hate speech thing is hate speech speech. protected Mm -hmm. and it seems it kind of is the westboro baptist church kkk right um i don't know man all right definitely no yeah um, so you want to work to our final topic? Or yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say on this? Um, I feel like you're not satisfied with where we're ending this. No, topic, no, but. it's, it's fine. <laughs> I, I just, it, it's a lot to work through. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking it through in my mind. Yeah, definitely. It's like an onion. Right. Layers. Yeah. Like Shrek. Have you seen the movie Shrek where they talk about the layers? It, I don't onion? think so. I don't so. remember that part. What? No. So. Oh, that's a good part. No. <laughs> Interesting. I'll have to YouTube it. Okay. All right, we're finishing. On to Cam Newton. On to Cam Newton. Uh, two yeah, different, two different things. The first thing that happened was uh, Cam Newton's uh, Carolina Panthers beat the New England Patriots on October first this past Sunday, 
And Let's go. I'm happy. Let's go. And Cam Newton scored a touchdown, a, a rushing touchdown at one point, and then got up and uh, threw his right fist in the air, uh, black power fist, held it there for a second. Um, and then that was it and got back uh, to the huddle or whatever. Went on to win the game. Uh, do you guys have any reaction to that? Do you want to talk about that at all? I don't really have a huge reaction. I thought that was pretty cool. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it is something for Cam Newton, though, because in the past he's been – a little bit more middle of the road, brand friendly. Cam Newton hasn't true, really true. said too much. Um, but any goodwill that he gained with that, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> he kind of threw out the window uh, later in the week um, when Jordan Rodriguez, uh, a pa- Panthers beat reporter for the Charlotte Observer, asked uh, Newton about his receiver Devin Funchess and his ability to get open down the field. Getting this from USA Today, uh-huh. um, and Cam reacted. With a chuckle and said, it's funny to hear a female talk about routes. Routes. Uh, first off, with the comment, how does how does that come off to you guys? How did you feel about that that response? Ooh, I mean, it was, uh, I was like, dude, are you, are, you, are you serious? You know what I mean? I mean, it can be looked at as kind of funny. But at the same time, you are the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers in front of all these microphones. And you're talking to these people like, they are diary, you know what I mean, and he's too comfortable. And and number one, it's wrong, you know. And you just can't do that, you know. You just can't do it. Well, the I mean, the biggest thing for me was that I mean, he's kind of humiliating her, you know. And that's the right. th- that's the thing that's not really being talked about is that not only is it it, it is a sexist comment, it is, but he's also kind of publicly humiliating her. And he he might not have done meant it like that or mm-hmm. thought about it in that way, but the end result is it's kind of a humiliating moment where she's probably looking around or probably you know maybe she wants to disappear for the moment or not mm-hmm. be there um, because everyone's looking at her or you know whatever. So um, I mean, and and that's the thing where I think that's the biggest offense. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the biggest problem with the statement. Now, he I guess he should do a better job of acknowledging the existence of female yeah, and that's uh, like, reporters female. or, or you know I mean, kind of like people a little, do get upset yeah. about the term female. Yeah. Or maybe I should say maybe I shouldn't say female. Uh woman, maybe he should do a better job of actually acknowledging the existence of woman reporters. Right, right. Woman broadcasters, you know, anchors, uh NFL analysts, even coaches right now. Um mm-hmm. So maybe he should, you know, he should definitely do a better job acknowledging their existence because I'm sure that reporters have asked him, women reporters, even if not about routes, about something else football related, right. have asked him questions before that. And I thought really what got him was when she said the physicality of routes, and he was just like, he probably was like, his mind was like, wait a minute, you know, what does she know about the physicality really mm. about? actual routes and beating their cornerback or whatever. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm not giving him a pass or anything, Mm -hmm. but it's just, you know, there are a few in between women reporters. And so for him to get asked a question like that, he was just kind of like, whoa. And in his mind, you could see before he even said it, he was laughing in his mind, you know. He probably was not paying at all attention to, like, the second, like, or – the second half of it of her question right because he started like smiling halfway through right and it looked like he was formulating what he was about to say and he was not paying any attention to what yeah. she was actually saying after that point right. and, and but, you know like you said it's um he should acknowledge her you know what i mean and the problem is you cannot judge a person based on what they you think they might be uh you know 
capable of doing. You know, she right. has she has to prove to you that she does or does not know about routes before you can say, "Wow, that's funny." You know, because right. honestly, if you flip it, um, men, you know, who uh, you know, announcers, you know, reporters or whatnot, they ask, you know. Why did you do this in the game? And a lot of guys they clap back and they say, "Oh, you don't know. You know, you never played this game." You right, know what I mean? right. So it was like the same somewhat response, but for a woman, that's how it came out. You know, so and he mentioned that she was a woman, exactly. Yeah, right. You know, uh, here's the deal: Cam Newton's 28 years old. He's been in the league since 2011. That's six years. He knows the deal. He's definitely interacted with this woman before. She's the Charlotte Observer <laughs> beat reporter, and even if I don't know how many years she's been there, but it's week four of the season. She's been there surely the whole preseason. Right. So that's at least two months he's known this woman. She's asked him a question before. I, I don't know. I think he just he, – he, the job is not the, – answering the questions is the easiest part of the job. You just answer the questions and get it over with. But Cam Newton, I think, has this thing in his head where sometimes he just is like, yeah, I'm, I'm better than this person. I'm just going to show him up real quick. <laughs> yeah. and, and, he, and he did that, but he made himself look like a fool. Right. Um, True. And sports is naturally a very um, tough place for women to work. Um, not a lot of professional women or college women's sports, for that matter, get watched too much. Um, so for the way for women to get into the professional sports arena is as these reporters. And a lot of times these women are, are very, very knowledgeable or else they wouldn't be there. Yeah. They, they've, they're not just a pretty face anymore. Um, Katie Nolan's fantastic. She's at ESPN now. Mm-hmm. Um here in Baltimore, uh, the one Orioles beat reporter, Britt Giroli, does a really oh, good, job. Does a good job. She might be the best beat reporter out of the crew. Um, they know what they're talking about, and they deserve to have a little bit of respect paid toward them. Um, now, she, she's she been kind of broken down as not a perfect angel mm. uh, in the days since uh, people looked at her old, turns quick, at, don't at her old <laughs> tweets, and she has used the N-word on occasion, um, thought it was funny that her dad said racist jokes. Um, but she's come out directly and apologized has, for the, those has. things as well. Um, she recognizes that's not the accurate thing to do. But um, I must point, or, I must point out this: you see how the chain of events sort of switched really quick. You know, Cam put the fist up. Everybody like whoopee. You know, then he says this against women. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, then she <laughs> is, you know, but crucified for her thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it comes down to this: we all have our biases, you know, and you know, people, no matter who, the most righteous person you might think, you know, who who's on the right side, who has, might be right, they got something into on them. So you cannot really put a lot of stake in anybody, you know, even if they are on the right side of, you know, whatever story, you know. They, right. We're all um, susceptible to, you know, having a, a moment of saying, you know what, I'm not really sure uh, about this person out of with no evidence, you know. And I think, I mean, they can be viewed in separate lenses. You know, just because Cam Newton, it's a good, the fist thing, you know, good for him. It can, He can be, um, you know, all for unity and black power and all that stuff, and that's good. Mm-hmm. And he can also be kind of a douche when he's talking to women, and that can be a separate thing. Just like this woman can be a victim of sexism and maybe have some not-so-perfect traits in her past. Like, right. we can view these through different lenses. We don't have to view Cam Newton as good or bad and this woman as good or bad. Right. Well, and that and that's kind of what was frustrating with the cover with what i saw so like jackie mcmullen um i guess well i guess rightfully called him a knucklehead which you know yeah, that makes sense that's i mean yeah that enough. that's a fine assessment uh of it was a knucklehead comment at mm-hmm. least you know um but then 
you know, she was questioning whether he was a reputable source. Right. I, and, you know, you know, she talked about how, you know, he did he did the fist for uh, raising awareness about Black Lives Matter, you know, raise the Black Power Fist what and whatever he did, African-American, like for African-American rights. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but then, you know, she questioned whether he was a reputable source. And, you know, what she was kind of indicating was that, well, his message with this is now kind of invalidated because of his sexist comments about this. Right. And, and that, and that, that, that that's, though. that's where it's a little too much for me because I, I mean, I think that I, I think, you know, I, I think it's fair to call what he said, sexist, sexist mm-hmm. comments, but that doesn't mean that he can't have any opinions on black lives matter or well, he I can't like believe that black this, people don't not, deserve to not. I always felt like he was overwhelmed when it comes to social issues. That's why he was so quiet. And people even asked him like, why don't you speak up? You know what I mean? And he kind of knew that he wasn't really well versed on these type of topics, you know, then, you know, the whole dabbing thing happened and everybody was, you know, vilifying him and, and he sort of kind of opened up a little more because he had to, you know, defend himself. You well, know? Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and that that's possible. And that might have been like the chronology of events. And that's why and what led him to, you know, take, you more know, take like, this change, of course, or right. whatever. But um, I, I, I don't think that he should be immediately disqualified from having opinions no. uh, I mean, he based on, ba- based on this one comment. In the, uh, NFL. So he's well, sort of the phase. Well, come to that type of issue. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just like critical of of her kind of perspective on this, mm-hmm. and it it was I think a widely shared perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fair. I think it's fair though. What she's saying, I think it's fair for her to say that his his opinion that he's may not, not be valid all the time because he had not shown the consistency of. But but she's understanding saying, his his cause, which is Black History, you know. Um, promoting equality when concerning black people and he's also said some things that are like you know cocky or um you know like i'm better than you sort of thing he, his, his character hasn't really been online with his 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 cause you know so, so you would say that he's not a reputable reputable source he's not anymore the most reputable well source. yeah i mean and i wouldn't say anymore he's obviously going to be because he's the prominent nfl quarterback well that's the thing i mean at the the end of the day nfl right now right well at the end of the day they're athletes so none of them are probably the most reputable sources regarding politics or regarding intellectual thinking or Mm, whatever because well well, well, i mean there's some smart guys i I know i'm not i'm not saying sherman oh yeah yeah well i'm not saying they're not smart what i'm saying is that they haven't chosen to focus See, their career fall, you around. Just, you have just fallen into what Cam Newton just did about the woman. You know, oh, they're, they're not that smart. You know, they're yeah. football players. You you know I'm mean? not saying they're not smart. I'm saying they're not the most – like, why would you go to a football player to You're ask right. them about, you know, an issue related to politics? Why not? Or, what school did they go to? Well, Cam Newton went to Auburn. Well, before that, he went to a community college. And before that, he went to Florida and got into trouble. How yeah. do you know all that? Because you got yeah, yeah. to do ESPN, your research. man. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, here's what but, I would say about what you're saying, though. Yeah, is that right. You're right, is that athletes have kind of been thrust into this thing that they are not prepared for. Um, and it is a little bit unfair that we expect Cam Newton to just be this arbiter of justice for the black man. When right, Cam right. Newton's like, whoa. I'm a football player. Like that's what I signed up to be, and that's fair. But don't, don't do stupid stuff too. I mean, right? But the reason why I wouldn't agree with that because any black athlete 
understand the struggle to get into p- professional sports. That's fair. So it's kind of like a like a birthright when you get into <laughs> the sport. You know what I mean? It's a privilege. You know what I mean? You understand the people who came before you who struggled to get in, and then you suppose are somewhat carry the torch. You don't have to be like Martin the King, you know, but you know understand the scale of things and just sort of like get in line. You know, I'm not saying you got to be like uh, Michael Bennett. You know, Ka- Kaepernick, right. but don't don't make the people before you look bad. You know, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, but my my overall point is that we should still listen to what he's saying regarding Black Lives Matter, regarding um, Black Power, regarding any issues he wants to talk about. We should listen to him, and we shouldn't dismiss what he has to say because of these. No, you're right. No, right. You're and right that, yeah. that was you're my right. initial point. Now, my secondary point, what y'all, you know, jumped on or whatever, <laughs> was that, you know, the, these aren't the first people that we should go to about right. these kinds of issues. I feel you. Yeah. I can so, understand that. But I'm not saying they're not smart. I mean, you shouldn't really go to me about stuff necessarily because I, I don't really have many credentials to like. Talk no, you just have a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have, have a podcast. podcast. <laughs> yeah, you do. Which you, know why? Which you set up, basically. So follow us on Twitter. Yeah, at yeah, Total yeah right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you see he did lose his Dannon? Uh, uh, yeah. At, what's it called? Sponsorship. Yogurt? Yeah, Oikos Dannon. Is that fair? That that sounds good to be a little slap on the wrist. Like he still has plenty of other endorsements. He's with what, Under Armour. Whatever. Well, I, I did read something that. Um, What's the name of the Dannon, right? Dannon, yeah. Dannon. yeah. Oh, yogurt. Oikos, yogurt. It's Oikos, Oikos, but it's owned yeah. by Dannon. Oikos, it's um, owned by Dannon, yeah. They, the guy, um, Greg Hardy, I think, um, not Greg Hardy, but um, the kicker from the New York Giants, I think he had some type of... Uh, um, oh, the one that was in trouble with the sexual assault stuff? Yeah, he hitting, beating his oh, wife. Uh, he didn't violence. lose okay. his um, endorsements with uh, Dannon. The Greg Hardy yeah. didn't uh, lose his endorsements or whatnot. So it was like... You know, they picked and choose for sure who, you know, who lost their endorsements. Yeah. And that's a whole nother thing is, you know, incongruent enforcement of certain things. Yeah. But they're a private company. I mean, they can ditch who they want to ditch. Cam Newton might have been making a lot more money from them than Greg Hardy or the kicker from the Giants. So that might have been, uh, let's just, maybe they weren't getting results from the ad campaign and they use it as an excuse. Mm. I mean, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But yeah, I mean. I don't know. It's bad. He yeah. apologized. His apology was kind of weak, though, it too. Was, it, it was. It was like, I'm sorry if you were offended. If it you was- were. But if you <laughs> wasn't, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was kind of weak. But uh, I don't know. Are we surprised by it? Um, not really. I think this... What Do you think this will result in Cam like shutting up on stuff, though? He'll be like, no more Black Power Fist. I'm just going to shut up. Play football. I, yeah. I hope not. That's kind of the danger that I worry about, though, is that when we critique these people... It gets them to just clam up completely. Yeah, hmm. that's. In- I, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah. So I'm trying to give them. I just them thought a, of it while we were talking. While we yeah. were sitting here, I'm trying to give them a little, a you little leeway. I'm like, Whoa. huh? You were looking over like, there for something. I was like, yeah, I'm trying. To- <laughs> someone, oh, someone hello. just arrived. Oh, my girlfriend, so. the fourth member of the TMG yeah, team. Yeah, right. So <laughs> is home. She's like, why are they still recording? Yeah, we're like, done by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, we derailed you. Yeah, no, it's fine. I I don't think I had much else to add. I give him a little leeway. Okay. Yeah, he's he he's. I expect more. He's still a reputable source in my mind. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. As far as your point about Jackie McMullen, him saying one thing doesn't cancel out the other thing. In right. My mind. He can be a good person and a bad person at the same time right. for different reasons. Yeah. 
That's people. anybody. That's right. a, not just Cam. Newton. We all have good and bad within us. True. Definitely. Yeah. I know I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Definitely. I do. The fourth no, member of our I, team I, will tell I, you that. I'm all good, actually. Uh, I'm 100% good. Well, we'll have a yeah. meeting after the show. Okay, we'll talk about <laughs> it. Yeah. So, um, cool. So that's the end of our topics, but... Um, mm. Nothing else on Cam, huh? No, I don't think no. so. Marcus, no. did you touch okay. on everything? It's time to, time to move on. Yeah. You guys doing anything interesting this week But before our next TMJ episode? Man, I had a busy week, okay? I got a great opportunity. I'm going to be in a music video, possibly. Kanye what? West. Yeah, right. Wait, yeah. not Kanye West? Oh. Not Kanye West. Oh, okay. No. Hopefully, I'll get in like a Beyonce video or something oh, like that later. That would be cool. That would be nice. Though. Yeah. But it's a local artist in Baltimore. Um, she was looking for two extra male models for her mu- mu- uh, music video. And um, so, you know, I emailed her, you know, sent her my pics that I have. And she was like, all right, come down to the shoot. I mean, the, um, the fitting on Monday. The I'm fitting not, is different than a shoot. Yeah, the fitting is okay. just, you know, make sure you can fit all the clothes, you know. Okay. Oh, and, is uh, that what that means? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you, d- is that a joke or did you not realize I that? knew what it meant. Oh, oh okay. okay. Well, okay. plus Marcus has had these modeling. I'm very well versed in the modeling world now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was totally blind to it before. Right. Yeah. So yes. um, we're going to get that done. And then the actual shoot is on Wednesday, this next week. Um, and it's like... Maybe uh maybe two hours or so, and then it's like you can stay, but you're done. Your part is done, so you can go. I'm like, all right, cool. So it's just uh, for me, it's just to uh, get exposure. It's not a paid gig for me yet, but um, to be in a music video, right? Too. I mean, Come like, on now. yeah. So yeah. that's got that going on. Uh, Who, who's the artist? Um, her name is <laughs> it's Colada. Right, Colada. Okay. So I mean, if you ever hear this, I guess I gave you a shout out. Colada. Links below to Colada. Yeah, yeah. Colada. Probably Colada. Yeah. And um, so I got I got a, I have a show a fashion show myself next week on the fifteenth. It's so just you, not just me. Oh, but, okay. You know. <laughs> that's right. It's just me. Yeah, yeah. no just one me will be walking there. Walking now, up and down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, so I've just been you know going hard in the paint. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what is uh. Podcast. I mean, um, yeah, I've been going the podcast too, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, modeling a TMJ shirt to wear down the runway. Yo, sneak it in there. Yo, hey, (laughs) we're on this. Hey, I hope you're telling all your modeling people about Total Mind Jargon. You haven't mentioned it once, right? I invited them. I even invited my agent. You know, so. But have you have have you said something verbally? I have not because I haven't seen them yet. But you know, I'll I'll pick and choose who deserves none of them. No, I haven't verbally no. No, I don't really talk to him really like that. Oh, okay. You know? Oh, well, you're off the podcast now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, gotcha. yeah, I've been, just been doing that, guys. And, um, you know, support me. Uh, you can come to the show. It's at Club Kith um, Is in, it in, in D.C. In D.C. Yeah. Oh. Um, tickets are... You didn't even care to tell me about that, but okay. Fine. Fine. You're telling me now. You have to pay to get in, Jesse. Yeah, right. okay. You sometimes yeah. have problems <laughs> doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Anyway, yeah. so twenty five bucks. Yeah, um, yes. I'm kind in. of kidding. I, I bought. <laughs> I, hey, I, <laughs> I bought an eggplant parmesan from Pepe's for yourself. Earlier. For yeah, yourself. Yeah, true. But, really, you but got, I would you be going into the club. One, but you was mad about the fifteen dollar one. Right. I was mad about the fifteen dollar <laughs> one. The fifteen dollar one was ridiculous. <laughs> right. Fifteen dollars for a sub? Come on now. Right. Yeah. Twenty dollars to get into Marcus's Club Kiss show, though. Mm-hmm. Worth it. 
Yeah, worth it. I definitely. So. Maybe maybe we'll have to go down there, Tyler. And maybe. like a like a live. <laughs> You're yeah. not sold on the idea yet either. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, so that's cool. Do you post any of your stuff on Instagram? Or yeah, anything? yeah. Um, Instagram w- handle is Smooth Life Twenty Eight. That I will link down in the bottom of the YouTube video. Okay. Mm. He has to figure out like which. Okay, which which social media account are we talking about here? Oh, okay, that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. And, for and, it. You know, Snapchat is well the same thing. Smooth Life Twenty Eight. Oh. Yep. oh, then it should have rolled off the tongue quicker. I know. Can I use Snapchat? You know. Okay. Gotcha. He's gotcha. got it. Okay. Got it. Jesse, cool. uh, you doing anything fun this week, man? Not a whole lot. Doing some family history stuff. Hopefully uh, gonna. I said fun, Jesse. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just. That just. That just. just that hurt my soul. That sounds good. <laughs> um. Well. Fun. He's out. I have off work Monday. Uh. Why? Columbus Day. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I have off work. Which money. is like I'm not off, but you work with kids. Which so yes, yes. The, w- you know what's ridiculous? The what? kids are in school, and the after pro- after school program is canceled. What oh. kind of sense does that make? Did you see the Baltimore County might make people go to school on Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah? Ugh, they're horrible. Mm. They're it horrible. probably won't happen. Though. I okay. don't think it'll happen. We'll see. But um, but yeah. So I have off work Monday. So I'm trying to get a a lot done. Cool. Read this book on meditation. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Okay. Why? Why are you shaking <laughs> your head at that? That is a fun activity not, for me. I don't know. If okay. I call it's, it fun. It's, it might it's be relaxing, me, but it's, it's not fun. It's not me going to a party or a club mm. or something well, like that. Fine. Okay. That's cool. I mean, right. Fine. Right. Okay. But you. I don't know. If it's your version of fun, man, that's cool. You have your truth. It's a kind of fun. Okay. I, okay. Next time I go to a party or a club, I'll be sure to mention that and broadcast that <laughs> on TMJ Studios. Okay. On TMJ Studios from yeah. TMJ Studios. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. I'm not doing anything fun this week. You oh. Didn't, you didn't okay. ask. Me. Oh yeah. Right. What are you doing? <laughs> we we were coming around to you. I was gonna ask you after Marcus, but then you just had to interject your question oh. before I could before I could ask you. I gotta about keep you. you rolling. I gotta keep you on topic. I know. You ramble a little bit. <laughs> I know. So 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 what? are you doing nothing really oh okay. just gonna watch some baseball uh, oh yeah the playoffs that's fun the playoffs are real fun. fun it is everything are going everything is going according to plan so far well for you for me for your rooting interests yeah yeah everything's good i think i'd pick the nationals to win the world series and that's not going according to plan just no so far not that i want them to win well, they're losing but, right now too uh, uh three to one lord uh, we'll see what happens yeah, we'll talk about it on a future podcast. This podcast yeah. was heavier with more important issues. Yes, definitely. yes. We, we had talk. three serious topics to cover. Yeah, I think we yeah. did a good job, too. Oh, yeah. And if you like what you heard and saw here, please like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and iTunes. Ow! Where at Total Mind Jargon is our handle on iTunes. Just search Total Mind Jargon. He just transitions into the <laughs> plugs, doesn't he? He does that so smooth. Yeah. And if you want to do it on a less public forum, you can email us. Mm-hmm. TotalMindJargon cool. at gmail.com. I'll try and uh, monitor that. Then uh, only us will see it. Or only Tyler will see it, maybe. Well, you guys have it, access yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you just don't it'll check. probably just be you, but we'll see. All right, man. I see how it goes. Yeah, well, okay. We'll, we'll try, put all the work we'll try to help out. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe right. that's maybe that can be our role. Yeah. Just talking and checking our our email account. Yes, <laughs> maybe we can do that. Real busy, help out. Yeah, all right, guys. We're doing Thank some you marketing for listening. Um, this is uh, TMJ. I'm Marcus. I'm Tyler, and I'm Jesse from Baltimore, Maryland, on Saturday, October seventh. Thanks for listening. Take care.